Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. Today, we've got revenge against a blackmailer. But first, a story from Santa's other brother. Gaslighter hides my work, then his work disappears permanently. I worked with a guy in a machine shop who would occasionally hide my workpiece. If I stepped away from my bench, my work might be gone when I came back. When questioned, his reply was, I don't know, what did you do with it? After the first time, I would just wait for it to come back, trying not to give him the satisfaction of reacting. After the third time, I decided he needed payback. He liked to go out on business, could be an hour or three, so I waited for him to go out and leave a workpiece on his bench. My patience was rewarded. He goes out. I make his workpiece disappear, never to be seen again. Easy to hide a small piece in one of those giant scrap bins. When he comes back, he's looking all over. Where's my piece? I say, I don't know. What did you do with it? His work never came back. He had to start over and he didn't play that game anymore. Would you guys agree that there's a fine line between playing around and just being straight up a jerk? And a big part of it is knowing when to stop trying to be playful? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Elsa Obedient. I found a way to teach her a lesson. There are three children in our family. I'm the oldest, and I have a younger sister and a brother. My sister is one of those people who constantly begs for food. Every time my brother or I eat something, she asks us to share it and it pisses me off terribly. Why? Because when we eat together, she doesn't buy food. I mean, when mom asks at the mall or in a cafe what she'll have, she never orders anything. All because she wants to lose weight. But this doesn't prevent her from eating from our plates later. I try not to share with her, but mom and dad shame me for it every time, and my brother too. It's getting ridiculous. For example, we'll go to the cinema and mom will buy us all popcorn and cola. I tell my sister to get her own, but she replies, Oh, I don't want any, I'm not that hungry, etc. And then the whole film, she'll eat my popcorn, my brother's popcorn, and my parents too. It just pisses me off. But I found a way to teach her a lesson. My sister is fixated on cleanliness. She's just obsessed with it. One day we all drove together and stopped at a drive-in cafe. Everyone put in their order, of course, except for her. While my sister went to the toilet and we were all waiting for her, I licked the salt off every one of my french fries. When she finally came back, with the smell of the food and all that, of course, she began to ask, just to try. This time, with a sweet smile, I handed her my fries and told her that I didn't want them, so she could eat them. Naturally, she didn't refuse. Once she had eaten a decent amount, she said, strange fries, they're not salty at all. You should have seen her horrified face when I replied with a grin, of course, that's because I licked off all the salt. She doesn't ask me for food anymore. I'm not gonna lie, when it comes to siblings, the gross out tactic is a good way of kind of setting some boundaries. I've seen kids who lick their food so their siblings don't try to beg for them or try to steal from them. It's honestly a legitimate tactic. Our next story is from Mikhail Shiazu. 
Silent Revenge on a Blackmailer Recently my dad has, and is still ongoing, been blackmailed. My father is a medical delivery guy for rehabilitation rails, so people who had surgery or just old people who have problems with their arms or legs who can slowly train to regain their strength to move easier again. So he delivered one of those rails to one of his patients and parked his car for five minutes on the other side of the road. The rails already had been preset for the patient, delivery was quick and easy. When he got back to his company van, he found a note and a payment slip of 250 euros saying, pay this or I will call my lawyer for you parking on my property. Keep in mind that this was a public road where he parked and nowhere was any sign of anyone owning anything. Clearly the guy preps payment slips for unfortunate people who park anywhere near there. He discarded the slip because he just thought the dude's a nutcase and cracked on with his work. When he got back to the company, his boss had already received an email by Mr. Nutcase saying, Recently one of your employees delivered something to my favorite neighbor, since he was parked partially on my property, public road by the way, I've left him a payment slip of 250 euros on his windshield. I'm upping this to 500 euros, pay it immediately to avoid me going to my lawyer. You don't want to know what happens if I do. My dad got in mad trouble with his boss. His boss isn't the smartest person. I know them because I'm their sysadmin, as I am for other companies. I saw the mail because my dad took a picture of it and brought it home. Unfortunately, I got the blackmailer's email address, and out of anger, I signed him up for several newsletters about erectile dysfunction several other diseases, uncontrollable diarrhea, how to make money quick, adult gay entertainment sites, regular adult entertainment sites, mental disability, anger management, anything you could think of. I've never done something like this, but I also kind of don't regret doing this. It's honestly a pretty low level, but probably pretty decent level of annoyance. This definitely isn't like exposing this dude for trying to scam money and getting them slapped with some fines or legal repercussions or anything, but at least you know that they'll have to sort 20 plus emails of random BS that they don't want. Our next story is from Suddenly I Am Me. You think I can't park in front of my apartment? Okay, I'll take your favorite parking spot. So me and my boyfriend have been living in a small apartment house for the last four years. It's a three-story house with 12 apartments in it. There's about 14 parking spaces right in front of the house. Neighboring houses also use them. But usually people from the other two houses take up no more than the four last spaces. A little backstory, we live on the third floor and right under us lives a family of three. A wife, a husband, and their teen son. Let's call the woman B because she's been a bit of a witch to us. B likes to yell at her husband a lot about how useless he is. I can hear all of it in our apartment. I don't doubt it though, he's been by our apartment a few times, all of them before 8am, right when I had an opportunity to sleep in, to ask for a little bit of money. We've not talked with him outside of these instances. B, maybe both of them, smokes in their apartment and the smell seeps into our apartment, but I've only seen her smoke in the car while her underage son is sitting right next to her. A week into us living in this apartment, she came up to my boyfriend and told him that all of the people living in the house have designated parking spots. Unofficial, of course, they don't own them, and that the first four are taken. We respected this and saw that she takes up the first space, another apartment takes up the second and third, a man that lives next to us parks in the fourth, 
A mysterious car sometimes takes up the fifth, the car is sometimes there, and sometimes we don't see it for a week, and B's husband's car takes up the seventh, and a few spaces after those are always empty. So we took up the sixth spot, it looked like no one else was parking there, no problems for some time. Until one evening when my boyfriend comes back home with some food and sees that miraculously every spot in the parking lot is taken except for the first one. Of course, he parks there. As soon as he parks, B's husband also comes home. He comes up to my boyfriend and tells him that B's coming home in a few moments and my boyfriend has to park somewhere else. Boyfriend's hungry, doesn't want to fight, just wants to eat. So he parks somewhere else. We're angry about the situation, but do nothing. I rarely park in the first spot, only if no other space is free, but no one says anything. Now to nowadays, we sold our car on October 2021. In June 2022, B buys another car for herself and starts parking it in the fifth space. So now their family has three cars and they're taking up the first, fifth, and seventh spaces. We bought a new car in July and keep parking it in the sixth spot for a month. Yesterday, B comes up to my boyfriend and asks him if we're new here and says to him that he cannot park in the sixth spot. She says that the people that live here have each their own spots. Sound familiar? Boyfriend tells her that we've been living here for four years and up to now we've been parking in this spot. She says that he has to park further away. Boyfriend's not happy and says that she doesn't own any of the spaces. She says that she's been living in the house for 20 years. Boyfriend asks her if she can move her old car further away because it's not being used and just takes up space. She's not happy with him not following her demands and leaves. Now to the revenge. I know around which times she leaves in her car. I had a few month long vacation in winter and noticed that. Also, we just left on our two week long vacation today. She wasn't home at the moment when we were leaving and I parked my car in her spot. Guess she'll have to walk a few more steps more than usual for two weeks. Honestly, I love this revenge because I hate somebody that tries to lay claim to something that they don't really have any right to claim. But does anybody else feel like if they were in OP's shoes that they would be worried that they would somehow have their car towed away or vandalized in some way? Like coming back from a two-week vacation to find out the car got keyed? I feel like with some inevitable, I've been here for 20 years, which, like that, you're gonna have some kind of revenge to your revenge. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Too Sexy For My Boots, How I Got Out Of The Way. About three years ago, I was a baby driver, permit holder, but pre-license crawling around with my older sister supervising from the shotgun seat of her beat-up Subaru, student driver magnets were firmly in place. So I was driving on a windy, lonesome Montana road and maybe my fourth or fifth time behind the wheel, going like 42 and a 40, nervous as heck, when some jerk in a Dodge Challenger pulls onto the road and starts tailgating me. Now, one of the first things they tell you in driver's ed is not to engage with Dodge Challenger drivers. So I tried to ignore him and kept going my speed. Mr. Dodge didn't care for that crap at all and pulled up somehow even closer. I'm a bit of an idiot myself and couldn't resist the temptation to slow up a hair down to the speed limit. Mr. Dodge leaned on the horn at a teenager with student driver stickers going the speed limit. My sis said, screw this guy. 
I use Waze, which tells you if there's a cop in your path. Now, it's based on user reports, so sometimes the cop is gone, but our Waze showed one like six or so miles ahead. And so our plan began. For five and a half miles, I continued at exactly the speed limit. As Mr. Dodge swerved behind me, honking intermittently, at five and a half miles, I pulled onto the shoulder. Mr. Dodge roared past me immediately, going at least 60 miles per hour. My sister and I held our breath. Breaths? Sure enough, immediate sirens as the cop that Ways promised zipped after him. A minute later, we cruised by at a clean 25 to see his butt getting ticketed. You see, I slowed down a bit to make sure that Mr. Dodge could see my sis flipping him off from the passenger side. Now admittedly, I'm not a car guy, but I know that a Dodge Challenger is a pretty infamous vehicle. Is that a type of car that they would name specifically to not engage with? Like obviously somebody's driving with a lot of muscle driving around with a Dodge Challenger, but is that like a meta? Is that a common thing? Don't engage with a Dodge Challenger? Listen kids, just don't do it. It's like crack. You just don't mess with it. Our next story is from Lavishness IC5320, Upstairs Neighbor. I feel like I have steam coming from my ears currently because my upstairs neighbor is such an idiot. We have quiet hours here in my apartments. I'm on the ground floor and he's on the second floor. Our quiet hours are from 10pm to 8am. He seems to turn the same exact song on at 10pm and play it until 3am almost every night for over a month and a half now. I can't sleep. It's hurting my head and I'm way too irritated to sleep now. I've complained to the leasing office multiple times because this is ridiculous and they do nothing. So this comes to where we're at now. This afternoon while doing laundry, I noticed something to do with my dishwasher draining now makes my pipes in the ceiling clank repetitively for almost 30 minutes straight. So here we are at 12.31 in the morning, he's blasting his music, bass boosted and everything, shaking my apartment, decor, and mind. The layout of my apartment complex has the same layout for both floors, so I know his bedroom is right where the pipes make noise. I'll be staying up and waiting, waiting anxiously to do some laundry, shortly after I hear his music turn off. I ain't get no sleep cause of y'all, y'all not gonna get no sleep cause of me. Honestly, you know the hilarious thing about this story? How much do you want to bet OP's gonna go wait for them to flick off the lights, crawl in bed, and OP gets those pipes rattling? How much you want to bet that they're gonna call and complain and OP gets struck down right away from the leasing office? I swear, there's gonna be some kind of BS that goes down like that. This next story is from Nowhere Man TK. Customer pulls up behind rental Dropbox and demands service. This happened while I was a supervisor for a multimedia retail store. The best way to describe this company, which is no longer in business, is if you combine Barnes & Noble, Best Buy, and Blockbuster Video. As we dealt with movie rentals, we had a drop box in the parking lot for customers to pull up and return their movie rentals. I go out to the drop box to pull in the returned videos, and with my back to the rest of the parking lot as I empty the bin, I hear a woman start yelling, Sir! Come over here and get my videos. Sir, come get my videos. I take a deep breath and ignore her. She yells again for me to come and get her videos. And I ignore her again. It's one thing to pull up to the drop box while it's being emptied and ask the employee if you should hand it to them. But it's a new level of lazy to park several parking spaces behind the drop box and yell for someone to help you. 
After ignoring her, I hear a car door slam and some clip-clop footsteps come up behind me. Out of the corner of my eye, I see her slam her videos into the basket I have on top of the bin and just stand there looking at me. I stand up, act startled to see her there, then look in the bin, look back at her, and use the American Sign Language sign for thank you and say, oh, thank you, in a stereotypical deaf accent. She looks at me horrified, says, you're welcome, and quietly walks back to her car. Biting my lips so I don't burst out laughing, I go back into the store and immediately tell the store manager, in case you get a call about your deaf employee, let me tell you what happened. The top comment. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. And here it says, What deaf employee? We had one, but he's been dead for 30 years. Some say they still see him haunting the parking lot. In fact, they sometimes still hear their voice echoing in that stereotypical deaf accent. Our next story is from Dancing Elephant 0903. BFF sent the wrong text and ruined her bachelorette party. This happened about eight years ago, and I'd forgotten about it till another post reminded me of it. Many moons ago, I worked at a local big box store as a department manager. I knew a lot of the people who worked there because it's a small town, so most of us went there to work after graduating high school. A very old friend started working there too, and we instantly clicked again. I'll call her Cher for this post. Cher's fiancé worked there too, so we all became pretty close. Take breaks and lunches together and help each other out if needed. I thought we were all good friends. Little did I know that was not the case. After a while, Cher's actively planning out her wedding. The bachelorette party comes up and she wants to go to Atlantic City for the weekend. I thought that was a great idea and I'd never been there before. I offered to book the room in a nice hotel, Trump, now the Hard Rock. 
so the next day I booked it and told her it was all set up. Now, during this time, my ex-husband and I were having some issues. I would talk to her about it because I thought I could trust her. Barely a week after I made the reservations, I received a text from her that wasn't meant for me. I don't remember the exact words, but she basically called me pathetic and annoying and used my name in that text. She was referring to my marital problems. I sat for a moment and responded that I think she meant to text that to someone else. She made some lame excuse about autocorrect or something. I knew it was BS. Fast forward about a month, the bachelorette party's almost here. Everyone is so excited to spend the weekend in a nice hotel on my dime. I was excited too, but for a different reason. You see, after I got that text, I canceled the reservations and didn't mention it. I waited until it was too late for them to get another room. When I did drop the bomb, she was not impressed. I said something petty along the lines of, an annoying pathetic person is not paying for your stupid weekend. Freak off. They still went, but had to sneak into their fiancé's hotel room and fit 10 people in a double queen. They had a crap time, and I used the money to get a new tattoo that weekend instead. Money well spent. It's for the best that things happen the way they did. If I were OP, I would be grateful that they screwed up so bad as to send that text. Because imagine going along with this, paying for somebody that secretly thinks so little of you. Like to the point where they're going around behind your back texting other people calling you pathetic and annoying. At least OP was still able to make a good situation out of that and a lasting memory with their tattoo. This next story is from Mary Yui, Snack Revenge. So me and my girlfriend got a friend staying with us for a night. We'd gone shopping for groceries the day before, and I got lucky and got to take home a packet of the best M&Ms, the peanut ones. Now, these are a rarity. Many times the place we shop at doesn't have them, so I was really excited for them. And we also got my girlfriend her favorite cookies. Well, when we were all hanging out, my girlfriend decided to ask our friend if she wanted to have some M&Ms that were in the fridge. Now, it's worth to note that these two already had ice cream and some donuts, so they definitely weren't lacking in snacks and sugary overdose. I felt betrayed and tried to avoid the situation by saying we already had had too many sweets and we could eat something else later. But our friend insisted in getting them. They proceeded to violently devour my M&Ms in front of me mercilessly. I felt the need for revenge. So, later that day, I was literally left with nothing left of my M&Ms to eat. I suggested to our guests to have my girlfriend's favorite cookies. Our friends proceeded then to devour those cookies in front of her as well. Helplessly, she watched them disappear one by one. Later on, when our friend had left, my girlfriend decided to go check the package of the sweet milk chocolate cookies, only to find them completely gone. Her devastated face completed my act of revenge. She called me petty, but it was worth it. I say that's justice considering this is a hard-to-get snack for wherever OP's at. I mean, you're a great host if you offer and feed your guests and give them treats and whatnot, but you don't have to go around giving your partner's favorite special snack. OP's girlfriend should have done better. This next story is from My Nombres. Organization regrets not taking me off their text chain. I got a new phone and a new number several years ago. Within a week, I started to get texts for some sort of catering and or party organization. 
I ignored the first text thinking it was a simple wrong number text. By the third or fourth text, I was starting to respond to all, telling them to remove my number. I started off pretty polite with some please and thank you sprinkled in. Hey, this is a new number for me and I'm not involved in your party stuff. Can you please remove this number from your list? Thanks in advance. The text continued unabated. Like clockwork, I would receive like four to five texts a week. I copied and pasted my response a couple of times without response. Some of the texts were in Spanish, but most were in English. The texts were plans on setup, how many balloons were needed, work shifts, quinceañeras, etc. Hablo un poco de español, so I started to repeat my requests in Spanish as well as in English. By week three, I started blocking the numbers that were sending me texts, but the volume of texts only dropped off a little bit. It wasn't just a couple of people who were texting me. At that point, I went back and found close to two dozen different numbers and new ones were popping up all the time. I'm pretty sure texting was an alternative form of communication when they couldn't use something else. I stopped being nice in my responses when we hit month two. I started sending quite terse, all cap texts before blocking that particular number, like below, stop texting me, I'm not in your group, freaking remove my number, as well as the exact same in Spanish. Gradually the text started to slow a little bit in volume, but I was still getting like one to three a week. And by now, I was pissed. I had had the new number for six to eight weeks and they were still texting me. I never got a response or acknowledgement before I started blocking numbers or from someone I hadn't blocked yet. I decided to go to war. I'd given them plenty of time to stop. I'd been very nice, but I was sick and tired of getting random texts about coolers or what have you at 6am on my days off. I googled and found the most vile, sickening bathroom images I could find. I'm a former army guy who deployed. I've seen some crap and even I was a little disturbed by the images I found and saved. I hope to God that it was some performance piece or used in a movie slash TV show, but I didn't try to look them up. I had my images and now I just waited. A couple of days later I got the inevitable text about some party. I texted them one picture and told them, I've been getting texts from you all for almost two months now. I tried being nice and that got nowhere. I try to get you all to remove my number, but I'm still getting texts from strangers talking about parties I don't care about. Every time I get a text about crap I don't care about, you will receive a crap text in response. Remove my number. One or two of the workers responded back about how disgusting I was for sending them that image. I was like, tough luck. If I'm not happy about texts I didn't want to receive, you folks will also be unhappy about texts you didn't want. Within 30 minutes, someone sent a group text to someone else asking them to remove my number because I was sending texts, muy fea, very nasty. It was all in Spanish, but I understood it and responded in both Spanish and English, thank you, that's all I wanted. You all could have saved yourself some mental scarring if you'd removed me months ago like I originally asked for. About half a dozen texts replied, telling them to remove them as well. I hope they were also successful, but I blocked every number I hadn't yet blocked. I never got a single text about organizing another stupid party. I eventually deleted the nasty folder I'd been storing those crap text images in. All I'm imagining is like, imagine they like show their disgust, but they still don't go ahead and remove OP. 
Like imagine if OP had to try to graduate from already where they were. I'm just imagining OP like sitting there with like Google images open just like, okay, what kind of even more mentally scarring imagery can I come up with here? And our final story of the day is from No Sugar Coatings. Is this not fun anymore? Group email gone wrong. Many years ago, I, female, was dating someone, male, that hurt me, humiliated me, and didn't stop to think how it could backfire on him. He pursued me, I liked him, we hit it off. Spent lots of time together, dinners, going out, many nights at his place, etc. We were dating, and everything seemed great. Well, sometime into dating, he hurt me. I discovered lies, secrets, other women... He was also really mean and hurtful to me when I found this out, etc. I realized it was all lies and games to him. I was sincerely heartbroken and disappointed in him. As my last communication to him, I decided to email him instead of speaking to him over the phone. I went through the disappointment I had in him, wasting my time and emotions, etc. My closure with him. Well, I started getting notices in my email account, and at first I thought they were spam, not bothering to see what the emails were in regards to. I finally take a look to see what's going on, and my heart drops and I gasp. He had forwarded my email to all of his friends. A group of male and female friends, couples, singles, lifetime group of friends, best of friends. They're going back and forth, laughing at me, mocking me, calling me pathetic, saying I deserve the pain for being stupid, trusting him. It just went on and on, and I was included in all the replies. It was horrible. I cried for a minute until I realized something. I realized I had in possession the red flags I had ignored. It hit me at that moment, all the things he had said about his group of friends, all the stories I had heard. All the secrets I knew. That's right. I gathered myself, poured a nice drink, laughed and said, It's on. I replied to the group email saying, I'm glad you guys have found my hurt entertaining. My personal life not respected. Your friend's behavior acceptable. My expressing myself to him and how things ended is not shameful. What he did with my email and me is shameful. But since you guys enjoy this type of entertainment, I figured why not join in on the fun? I went through the whole list of friends, so and so, you're not included in any activities and invites because they think your wife emasculated you and she's cut your balls off and no one respects you anymore. Also to his wife, no one likes you. They think you're stuck up and laugh at you because that rock you flaunt is glass, not a real diamond or any other real stone. For the one that says I deserve to be treated this way and hurt. Aren't you the one that just had her violent, abusive boyfriend destroy your whole apartment for the what time in a row already? Didn't you go crying to your friends about it? I guess you must have deserved it as well, huh? And just so you know, everyone thinks you're an idiot too for being with the guy that treated you that way. Welcome to the club! I went through the list and revealed everything. Every secret. Everything they thought and said about each other, etc. Everything they didn't know and didn't want others to know. I ended it with, wow, this was fun. I'm glad we did this. I feel so much better now. And if anyone is hurt, upset, feels violated, humiliated, angry, don't bother emailing me. Talk to your little friend that thought this was a great idea. And also remember, you guys thought it was a great idea and fun as well. The silence after that was the sweetest sound ever. 
Months after that, he messaged me, tried apologizing, told me all his friends dropped him. He had nowhere to stay and asked if he could sleep on my couch. Nope. He tried reaching out a few times throughout the years, trying to make amends, explaining that he lost everyone after that. That group of lifelong friends was done. He had his own place, work, etc., but he was alone. It doesn't surprise me that people who were going around blatantly making fun of somebody for trying to express their feelings to get closure in a relationship over an email, that they all had their own skeletons in their closets. Their whole entire friend group was a house of cards. A very, very flimsy one at that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. If you want to hear another revenge story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.